48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Julian Quayle. The top stories. Protesters clash with police on Hong Kong Island as roadblocks and tear gas return to the SAR. Foreign Minister Wang Yi says violence shows why new national security legislation is essential and a top advisor to President Trump says the law would mean US sanctions and an end to Hong Kong's days as a financial hub. The government has condemned what it called black-clad violent elements and said hours of clashes after an unauthorised protest today show why Beijing is imposing a national security law on the SAR. Thousands of people gathered in Causeway Bay in Wan Chai this afternoon to object to a law banning insults to the national anthem. Some black-clad protesters smashed traffic lights, blocked roads and started fires, while two people who tried to remove barricades were assaulted. The police fired tear gas, used water cannon and carried out extensive stop-and-search tactics as protesters moved around in small groups. The cat-and-mouse game continued into the evening across Hong Kong Island, Chim Cha Choi and Mong Kok. The force said more than 180 people were arrested. As well as the anthem law, many protesters said they were motivated by Beijing's move to implement national security legislation for the SAR. These people explained why they were there. Hong Kongers need to stand for what we believe and not afraid because of what the government is doing. It's important for us to stand up and show the world that we are not afraid of what's happening. We will fight for what we believe no matter what happens. If my home is not have freedom, I will choose to die. Markets in Hong Kong saw their biggest single-day drop in five years on Friday after news of the legislation emerged. But Mr Wang said the scope of the law was limited and foreign investors should retain confidence in Hong Kong. The MPC decision targets a very narrow category of acts that seriously jeopardize national security and has no impact on Hong Kong's high degree of autonomy, the rights and freedoms of Hong Kong residents, or the legitimate rights and interests of foreign investors in Hong Kong. Instead of becoming unnecessarily worried, people should have more confidence in Hong Kong's future. In Beijing, the National People's Congress is expected to vote on a national security law for Hong Kong on Thursday. Foreign Minister Wang Yi said there were many reasons why the legislation had to be passed as soon as possible. He spoke through an interpreter. Since the turbulence over proposed legislative amendments last June, we have seen increasingly rampant activities by Hong Kong independence organizations and radical localists in Hong Kong, escalating violence and terrorist activities, as well as excessive unlawful foreign meddling in Hong Kong affairs. All this has placed national security in serious jeopardy and posed a grave threat to Hong Kong's prosperity and stability and the practice of one country, two systems. Meanwhile, the White House National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien said the national security law was an attempt by Beijing to basically take over the SAR. He said that would lead to sanctions on China by the United States and it would be hard to see how Hong Kong could maintain its status as Asia's financial capital under those circumstances. Council front lawmaker Claudio Mo said the proposed national security law could be used to charge those arrested today with even more serious offences. The young being arrested today may be charged with uh, illegal assembly or processing uh, offensive weapons, etc. But uh, afterwards, when this new law comes into uh, being, when it's actually slapped on Hong Kong, they can claim that uh, 
rioters, are terrorists, and uh, they can also charge you with all kinds of uh, allegations, from subversion to sedition to uh, colluding with foreign forces. Ms. Mo said she believed Beijing was rushing to implement the new law before September's Legislative Council election, at which the pan-democrats hoped to secure their first-ever majority. However, she says the central government is taking a huge risk. As far as Beijing is concerned, they just might be losing control over Hong Kong because there is this democratic goal for a legislative majority in our September election. They just wouldn't allow that to happen. So they need to do it uh, fast. This is the timing they have chosen. But then at the end of the day, Hong Kong, if Hong Kong loses its international financial hub uh, status, it would do China too much good. They knew the risk, but they are upping the stake, and it's a gamble. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The People Power lawmaker Ray Chan says he plans to file documents tomorrow for a private prosecution of the pro-Beijing unionist Kwok Wai Kang. Video footage of a special House committee meeting earlier this month seemed to show Mr Kwok grabbing Mr Chan by the collar and dragging him to the ground. Mr Chan said he suffered a slipped disc. He raised a million dollars in a matter of hours for the legal action. Mr Kwok has said he was trying to move Mr Chan away from a LegCo security guard. Turning overseas, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has appeared in court in Jerusalem at the long-delayed start of his trial. He faces three corruption cases, with bribery the most serious charge. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. In a televised statement before he went inside the court, Mr Netanyahu said his head was held high, as he once again dismissed the charges against him as ludicrous. His lawyers had tried to avoid his having to attend the hearing in person, but their request was denied as Mr Netanyahu became the first serving Prime Minister in Israel's history to be tried on criminal charges. At a hearing lasting around an hour, he spoke only to confirm his identity as he stood in a face mask flanked by ministers and bodyguards. This time last week, Mr Netanyahu was swearing in a new national unity government, managing to wrest victory from defeat once more in his extraordinary political career. Britain's main opposition Labour Party has called for an investigation into the actions of the Prime Minister's chief adviser, who is accused of breaching coronavirus restrictions. Dominic Cummings has insisted he had acted reasonably and legally. The BBC's Jessica Parker reports. While the view is by no means universal, there's been a growing chorus from some Tory MPs for Dominic Cummings to go. The government would be better without him, said one. Another, there can't be one law for the Prime Minister's staff and another for everyone else. But the Transport Secretary Grant Shapps said again this morning that Boris Johnson's chief aide would not be resigning. While admitting he hadn't spoken to Dominic Cummings directly, Mr Shapps reiterated that the journey in late March from London to Durham was so Mr Cummings and his wife could ensure their young child was cared for should both of them fall ill with Covid symptoms. A severe storm described as a once-in-a-decade event is beginning to pummel parts of Western Australia. A freak dust storm in the Northampton area has coloured the landscape in eerie brown. Here's the BBC's Phil Messer. It's the remnants of tropical cyclone Manga that's combining with a cold front to lash coastal areas with destructive winds, heavy rain and abnormally high tides. 
Waves up to eight meters have been forecast. Despite the temptation, surfers have been told to stay out of the water. Thousands of homes are without electricity after strong winds brought down power lines. Residents have been urged not to go outside. Properties have been damaged and roofs torn off buildings. To sport now, the English Premier League football club Bournemouth has confirmed that one of its players was one of two people to test positive for COVID-19 in a second round of league-wide testing. A total of eight people have tested positive for the coronavirus since players resumed group testing last week. Meanwhile, Hull City said two of its players had tested positive, the only positives from more than 1,000 tests across the second tier of English football. The leagues hope to restart play next month. Finally, the efforts of a British businessman to join the space race will be put to the test later as he launches one of his new rocket systems. Richard Branson's company, Virgin Orbit, will launch the spaceship from under the wing of a jumbo jet. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Amos. Virgin Orbit, as it's called, is chasing a growing market for the launch of small spacecraft designed for telecommunications and Earth observation. This weekend sees the first demonstration of how this system would work. One of Sir Richard's old airliners will carry a rocket to 35,000 feet above the Pacific and then drop it. Within seconds, the rocket will ignite and blast towards space. Success would mean Virgin Orbit could start selling launch services around the world, including from the UK, which is a major centre for small satellite manufacturing. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Protesters clash with police on Hong Kong Island as roadblocks and tear gas return to the SAR. Foreign Minister Wang Yi says violence shows why new national security legislation is essential and a top advisor to President Trump says the law would mean US sanctions and an end to Hong Kong's days as a financial hub. The news from RTHK. Listen in the Sunday late. Soon, Steve Miller Band, Elvis, and Buddy Holly. But first, here's old Blue Eyes himself. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. on top in June I said that's life that's life and as funny as it may seem some people get their kicks stomping on a dream but I don't let it let it get me down cause this fine old world it keeps spinning around I've been a a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get baby but my heart just ain't gonna buy it and if i didn't think it was worth one single try i'd jump right on a big bird and then i'd fly 
man, a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself laying flat on my face, I just pick myself Gonna roll myself up in a big ball and die. My, my. On the internet, anyone can publish anything, even if it seems true. Doesn't mean it is true. Even if someone is popular, doesn't mean you should believe what they say. So, take a look from different angles. Check the facts before jumping to conclusions. Try not to let emotions sway your judgment. When fake news goes viral, it can have severe repercussions. So, check the facts to keep fake news in check. Radio. Thank you. 